Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, it's Murad Morali and welcome to Hashtag I'm Over It, where we talk all things from pop culture to trending topics and have important discussions. Be sure to let me know what you guys are over to with the hashtag I'm Over It because we have a lot to get into. And definitely don't forget to click that button and subscribe. It's just one click for consistent content always. Hey guys, hopefully you guys are doing well today. We have a lot to get into. Like I'm not even going to front right now. There is so much going on. And the thing is, I put out so much content on my channel that I need to put out more because even more is coming out. And this is where my podcast comes into it. And I'm glad that, you know, this is here. Um, And I need to start using this more regularly. Do you know what I mean? Like I need to talk about this more and I don't. And it's frustrating and irritating. But there's a lot going on and I'm glad. So I'm going to start using this to talk about a lot of topics that unfortunately didn't make my channel because several other stuff was going on and I just didn't have the time to make videos, but I have time to do a quick 20 minute podcast. But we're going to get straight into it without any further ado. If you haven't already, please. Guys, I know subscribe to my channel, but also subscribe to my podcast. I would appreciate it. Apple, Spotify, ACOS app, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And let's get into this. We're going to get into the Love Island segment first. We've got a lot to get into. We have a lot to get into. We have Finn, who's speaking out about fights that took place and exposes the producers. Mora is angry with Love Island as well. Kanye West, presidency, David Dobrik and Lisa are speaking out. So again, a lot of main topics to discuss. Love Island star Finley has actually revealed... Guys, he's revealed that he's clashed with the producers on the show and, you know, he was pissed off with the producers because of a game that took place which really put a massive spanner in their relationship. The footballer and Scottish girlfriend were going very strong and even survived the Casa Amor twist, with Finn remaining faithful despite the new girls. However, Paige was left vi- livid when a game obviously, you know, took place and it, people assumed or thought that, you know, Finn was being disloyal. Speaking to the Reality T podcast, I normally don't promote um, podcasts on mine but reality the girls are amazing and i feel like you know there's no harm in doing so um if i'm honest i had a few little tips with the producers he says just because i was angry because i was just like so luke t i think he got the one about like his mum being happy for him and crying so i think it was always like me and luke we knew it was going to be one of us and then it was obviously luke's i think that would have been a nice one to hear especially being away from your family for so long that would have been a really nice one for you to hear if that makes sense and obviously as the challenge went on i was thinking right so what is my one going to be like unfortunately his headline wasn't as nice and suggested that he may have been straying from soon to be girlfriend page i thought what and i said to the producer this yeah i wasn't happy i wasn't happy at all so he was basically rifting with the producers because he felt like he was set up he felt like it was you know for drama i wouldn't be surprised because to be honest with you the drama was so dead in that season the producers would you know 
go down to such desperate levels um they didn't really say too much i was like you know what i was like there like how did you and they were just like oh well obviously it's just like the headlines and etc etc i was like but yeah it was a shame because that could have affected me and Paige. you know thankfully it didn't another pair are loved up and living in manchester they are two of remaining couples so you know he obviously is really exposing the producers and the irritation that is going up um in relation to how they set stories and narratives up and he actually had tiffs with producers here and there and how they stage stuff he also went on to go and explain also that when he went on a date with Paige and you know there's another couple that go on the uh, date the dates are actually filmed separately obviously which basically means that one couple has to sit there in silence so him and Paige had to sit there in silence whilst the other couple were being filmed then they had to wait till they were done and then they were being filmed so imagine sitting there with somebody that you like you're not really sure about and you have to be in silence for a very long time the awkwardness it's so much so the intervention of producers and how they you know make these storylines and narratives that it kind of damages the fluidity and the authenticity of these couples from when they're getting out there because if it's producers that in your ears in your faces telling you when to speak telling you when to shut up how can you develop a proper organic relationship if they're out here messing up narratives and storylines to piss you guys off they're trying to break you guys up and then everybody's surprised that these couples don't really make it when the show ends and i don't think we really understand or talk about how producers really intervene and i'm going to make a, probably a compilation video of this because there is so much that they do that they shouldn't do for drama but the gag is it doesn't even make any good drama this whole page and finn situation that they tried to egg up was nothing it didn't do anything for the show it was boring it was clapped it was just annoying but he really is exposing the producers once again another islander talking about how you know what's going on he had a little fights and tips with them as well disagreements and they obviously they brush it off as just random headlines but it's like why did you use that specific headline what was that about why did you do it what was the reason behind it to try and use it for drama manipulation but it's like you should be selectively casting individuals that would already cause organic drama you shouldn't as a producers you shouldn't have to do way too much to try and cause drama because it makes this fixation appearance and it just makes a dead vibe but of course the producers don't really know how to cast people because the casting selection it just becomes poor and poor i feel like as seasons progress to be honest with you um to an extent um some seasons were very good like season five but i just feel like don't be doing up too much to try and fix up the show and control contestants because not only will contestants come out and expose you guys like so many of them have but it also damages the organic fluidity of these people and there ends up being no drama but that yeah finn was going in i'm not mad guys i'm really not mad at all at that entire situation but then we have maura higgins let's get into maura real quick i like doing this you know little like hot topics on my podcast let me know if you guys feel this because it could be a moment but maura higgins warns of the heartbreaking aftermath of being a love island star like she is warning everybody that this isn't what it's meant to be which is why i tell people not to go on the damn show maura has shared the heartbreaking aftermath of staring starring on love island um she obviously rose to fame maura has admitted that since appearing on the itv dating show she had been suffering with crippling anxiety damn um the reality star admitted that she was completely overwhelmed at how much her life had changed after the show to be honest with you maura was one of those girls where her life changed permanently you can easily tell that everything changed for her coming out was just so overwhelming i remember i started getting anxiety from pure exhaustion to everything in order to be able to carry on maura had to make the decision to prioritize her mental health before she burned out completely the best thing i did was i took a step back and said you know what i'm having a few days off i'm going back to ireland spending time with my family it's not the first time the former ring girl has addressed issues relating to fame and mental health more recently spoke candidly about protecting her mental health and encouraged her millions of followers not to suffer in silence talking to instagram she posted a makeup free selfie where she confessed to suffering with self-doubts and insecurity 
So again, another islander coming out talking about the aftermath of Love Island. Literally, Finn talking about how producers exposed her. Mora talking about the crippling exhaustion and anxiety. Yes, there are obvious, obviously positives to the show. You get your clout, you get your money, your coin. But at what cost, guys? At what flipping cost does that come from? Like, come on now, let's just be real for a minute. For her to be coming out, she is one of the most successful people from her season. Facts on facts on facts. Probably top five, top six, I would say. We have a lot of people from that season who are very famous. Amber, Tommy, Molly Mae, Ovi, um, Yuande. But at the same time, you know, it's a lot. Do you know what I mean? It can be a lot. And the fact that you've developed crippling anxiety, she is warning people of the aftermath. You shouldn't go on flipping shows where people control your narrative to such an extent that you become a guinea pig. And that's exactly what you've become. And you've signed up to that. doesn't mean you deserve it, but that is what you've signed up for. And it's like a lot of, apparently the next season has had, has had the highest applications. And I feel like they're lying because they want to create this kind of interest that people still like the show or whatever for like damage control. But again, I'm not mad at her slamming the show. She was great for the show. Um, she says, well, we are all humans. We all have our bad days, bad photos, bad angles. I want to let everybody person reading this that nobody is perfect. Being in the public eye, we have the privilege of having stylists, makeup artists, PTs, but behind all of that glam and social media, we are just normal people. I've been trolled my entire life, like many people, and the best thing to do is just ignore it. Well, I do agree with that as well. I'm not a massive fan of Mora outside the show. Inside the show, great character, great personality. She was giving us drama, left, right, center, beautiful casting selection, and you need to be more people like her and Anna for these type of shows point blank damn period now moving on from Love Island guys the way I'm running through these topics y'all know I'm really running through them we have Kanye West now this is a really ir- irritating topic for me because I just feel like it's just damage control and I also feel like he's out here to help Trump because we have to look at the longevity of this. People are going to now vote for Biden or Kanye West. They're thus splitting the votes, giving Trump an edge to try and get his second term. That's what I feel like is going to happen. And if Kanye West is serious about running for president, the rapper and fashion designer will face major obstacles to mounting any serious campaigns in less than four months. Because this is some serious stuff. You don't just run for campaign for a joke. A reality star, not reality star, sorry, a musician replacing a reality star with a reality star Kim Kardashian being the first lady it seems like it's just a joke West said he was running on a, in a Twitter post if so he will have to work fast to get his name on the ballot alongside Donald Trump and Joe Biden in all 50 states there are two routes to doing so said James McCann a political scientist West can try and secure the backing of a smaller political party without it you could try to appear as an independent but deadlines for registering that way have already passed in some states including New Mexico and North Carolina which are key battlegrounds getting on the ballot as an independent would require hiring staff or recruiting volunteers to gather tens of thousands of signatures across the US board this is not easy guys it's hard to see Kanye West having any field operations says this political scientist adding that another option would be for West to ask supporters to write his name on the dam ballot. It is unclear if West, a prominent Trump supporter also known for his marriage to Kim, has filed any official paperwork. West has previously announced plans to run for president without doing so. And this is what I'm saying. He just released a song. I believe he's releasing an album soon. So I feel like this will cause stir, conversation, a perfect PR moment to cause that kind of, you know, just rebuttal that noise that could bring more traction towards his music. Because he probably is just saying this for just that kind of newsworthy moment, that kind of entertainment breaking factor moment to get people listening to him and get, you know, get the eyes on him. Just like, you know, similar other uh, other situations where he's done random drastic stuff because it brings traction to people. And in this world, all press is good press. All, good, all PR is good PR, whether it be bad 
all obviously good. So maybe he isn't running for presidency and maybe he's just saying this stuff because he feels like it brings traction for his music. But even if he is, I feel like it's just a mockery. Like it's not a game. This isn't a game. Like being a president of an entire country, you're playing, literally you're controlling and helping people's lives here. This is not something that you can just try out if you wish to. But I wouldn't bet on Chris Jenner because we damn well know she works incredibly hard and she's a very good manager. So I think she would know exactly what to do to get him in presidency and get Kim to be the first lady. And the gag is, guys, I can actually see Kim Kardashian as being the first lady. I can genuinely actually see that and that will blow people's minds. But I feel like she only levels up, to be honest with you, and I can see her becoming that. But also... We have to be realistic about this. And as I was echoing the thoughts of this political scientist, it's just you have to do a lot, guys. And so many key battlegrounds in the States have already been taken. So it seems like he's just doing this for a newsworthy entertainment breaking factor moment, let's just say. I don't think he actually is going to run for presidency. I don't see it happening. But at the same time, with the way bizarre 2020 has become and the fact that Trump even got into presidency, I can actually see it happening too. So guys, as far as I'm concerned, I feel like it's an absolute mess, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Whew, so many hot topics, guys. We have David Dobrik and Lisa Koshi who are now speaking out. Now, yes, I spoke about this on my YouTube. For those of you who don't know, these two are content creators, influencers, massive followings. And both of them were under fire for making such horrid derogatory videos, you know, towards East Asians and mocking their accents when it comes to trying out certain foods. And Lisa Koshi, a former member of the vlog squad and YouTuber, um, last week, as I said, a video resurfaced 2016 of them trying foreign candy and they were pretending to speak to Japanese. And at one point, David says, it's not racist. That That's like the sounds I hear when they talk. And Lisa said, no, it's not racist as long as I keep saying no. So they both knew what they were doing. Um, they knew exactly what they're doing. But in a post to Twitter and Instagram, Lisa wrote, whilst we focus on systemic anti-black racism in our country, I've been hesitant to center my voice. My work has been within, but I now recognize and take responsibility for the time I was not the ally I am becoming today. Being anti-racist requires a personal reckoning, and I can't in good faith continue to use my platform for progress without taking accountability. I'm taking inventory, taking initiative, and taking note that my impact and influence will weigh greater than my intention. What I once thought of an innocent jokes were actually tainted with implicit bias. What might have been intended as playful was actually to some incredibly painful, and for that, I am so sorry. As a woman of color and a self-defined little brown girl she is half indian i have experienced the harm of prejudice in my own life however this really does not exempt me from my from the responsibility of acknowledging the times of unknowingly perpetuated racist ideas so she really goes on and i feel like it's a very good apology people can change um people can become better improve but i also feel like it's very naive to think that people can really just change in a within a switch do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just a very naive situation, especially when she was even admitting in that video that what we were saying and doing was racist, but because it's funny, we're going to keep on doing it. However, I don't feel like we should keep stoning people for the rest of their entire lives. You can change if you recognize, take accountability and apologize for your actions and just, you know, also show action behind it that you have apologized, like show some proof behind it, you know, show us the receipts of you donating to charities to these demographics that you have said stuff to, put your money where your damn mouth is. That is where that saying comes from. David Dobrik now apparently also speaks out, but he does it in a very weird way. David Dobrik has apologized for his past actions following recent allegations of racism after a video of him mocking the accent with Lisa. 
In his podcast Views with Jason Nass on Tuesday, he acknowledged his status as a role model for many people, noting that whilst he used to think he was only the internet goofball, he has come to understand the influence he has. How come you have? Can, how can you come to understand it now? Are you stupid? He said, I know it sounds so cheesy and I hate saying it, but every video I make, every Instagram post, everything I do, I want to cheer somebody up. I don't think mocking somebody's accent is you cheering somebody up. I want to make people laugh, smile. That being said, I feel like on a handful of occasions, I've just missed the mark. And that kind of sucks. It took me so long to understand that. I think when we went on our first Black Lives Matter protest and I was looking through my DMs afterwards, it's just one thing to get DMs from somebody going, hey, your videos are funny. But it's a completely different thing to get DMs about how much your alliance with the cause means for that person and their family. Or how much it means that you're using a voice to amplify theirs. Interesting. But that's when I realized, holy S, these are people who are seriously looking up to me for more than just something goofy. I think for a while, I was just like, I'm the goofball. Like, I, Guys, why are you making this about yourself, man, about everyday goofball? I'm going to do better actively I'm going to do that consistently You have my word for that I promise that If, if I'm anything I'm a man of my word He basically goes on and on And um, I think it's very clever What he's doing I don't agree with it It's not justified But I think it's very clever Reason being is Because I genuinely feel Like he's addressing this On a podcast Where a lot of people Won't um, be able to react to it Because obviously it's a podcast So it doesn't gain That much traction and attention And you know You can't really get angry At him for this Because he's just doing it On a platform Where you can't really see him You hear him As opposed to addressing If he made a video Saying taking accountability And made one on YouTube It would add so much fuel To the damn fire Because he's seeing What's happening with Shane Dawson And therefore he's going To avoid that completely And I find that to be Very very interesting And it seems that people Are going to bypass this And it is what it is that's what people do he's apologized taking accountability I feel like Lisa's um, post was much better than this uh, I feel like David Dobrik is just being pathetic with this to be honest with you like you've only realized now that your platform has an influence like what kind of white privilege societal condition nonsense is that please don't piss me off it's just nonsense let me know your thoughts are guys Hopefully you guys enjoy this rendition of Hot Topics to this podcast. And if you guys want me to do my podcast like this, let me know. Quick fire 15 to 20 minute episodes of just letting you guys know of the current Hot Topics that are going on that I couldn't bring to my YouTube, but I am bringing to my podcast because I will be bringing a lot of that stuff to this platform as well. Subscribe to this podcast, guys. I would massively appreciate it. Listen and subscribe and share. I really would appreciate it. The Yaycast app, Spotify, Apple, I really would. Let me know what your thoughts are when it comes to this use the hashtag i'm over it on twitter and at me use my tag name so i get notified if you guys do so i can retweet all your tweets in reference to my podcast guys let me know what your thoughts are on this subscribe and hopefully you guys are having a great day it is monday guys the most productive day of the week for you guys if you wish but for me it's every damn day child but productivity is key but also resting is key as well subscribe and i'll catch you guys soon for another podcast Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening. And if you have, then tell a friend to tell a friend. You can listen to my podcast on Apple, Spotify, and via the ACOS app, or wherever you guys are listening to your podcasts. Don't forget to use the hashtag I'm over it. And don't forget to click that button and subscribe for consistent content. Follow me on my Instagram and Twitter, Murad underscore Murali, and enjoy the rest of your day. Positivity is key. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.